Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the MTG Goldfish Podcast, episode 114, your weekly podcast covering everything Magic the Gathering related. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes, mtggoldfish.com, and now on YouTube. Joining me as always, my co- the co-host of the cast, Richard, the owner of MTG Goldfish. What is up, Richard? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? And Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, our resident jank brewer and all-around content creator. What's up, Seth? Oh, just taking a break from drafting Modern Masters 2017 to talk to you guys for a bit. <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks. So happy. Uh, and Chaz, as always, is an all-around content creator focusing on the financial aspect of the game. On the docket, we got spoilers. Woo! Yeah! I'm on Ket. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the spoilers. Uh, Seth wanted to touch on the MTGO pack slash uh, redemption uh, period that's about to happen, um, and there were some changes to to Moto that uh, Seth wanted to address. Uh, then that will lead us to some a gold fishing segment, uh, just a random uh, segment that we created, just to be, you know, shoot things, uh, shoot things between each other, um, just talk randomly about magic or whatever else. And then that will lead us around to fish mail. So we're going to answer all the questions that you've sent in since the last time we've met. So, Monquette. What do you think so far, Richard? So what is the point of having an official spoiler date if you're going to screw up all the content creators (laughs) to start releasing things the week before? I wake up, it's like 7.15 a.m. And I'm like, I'm just going to make some coffee, chill out. (laughs) And it's like, oh my god, Almond Cat spoilers! Then I have to rush and update spoilers. And we got all the promo cards this time. I, I don't know why they started with the promo cards. Suspiciously, there was a leak this morning of the promo cards. Maybe Wizards was just super fast or Wizards was trying to figure out who the source of the leaks were. But we got a dragon of all things. We got some new mechanics. We got Embalm, Exert, and uh, an old favorite, Cycling. And we also got a leak of the two Planeswalker deck Planeswalkers, Gideon and Liliana. So those will be exciting. It's awesome. I mean... We were waiting for next week, but Christmas came early. We got we got spoilers this week, so new cards to talk about, a lot of new art, and a lot of new mechanics. So it should be an exciting podcast. Oh, I'm just happy that cycling's back. If there was one mechanic I could pick to make evergreen, I think it would be cycling. It's just it's a really elegant mechanic, and it's just so good for gameplay. Mechanics that reduce the impact of mana screw and mana flood and kind of like those feel bad games where you don't get to play magic at all. And cycling is one of the best at doing that because if you're light on lands, you can cycle and look for lands. If you flood out, you can cycle your cards to try to find more action, cycle a bad card to find a better card. So I just, I'm really happy that cycling's back and I, I would love to see it be evergreen. So the cards themselves look pretty sweet and we'll see if they can compete with our current standard format. It's really hard to make any firm judgments until we know more of the set and have another band or restricted announcement, but it'll be fun to talk about them because some some of them look really powerful whether or not they can compete with our current standard kind of remains to be seen at this point i am super super excited i you know <laughs> what i i was like richard I, I woke up i had to you know normally i don't have to feed the the cat so i had to like i was like you know rolling around at like six o'clock and I, you know okay anything happened whoa like there's i'm on cat stuff already like we had these weird leaks and then they went ahead and and basically confirmed them, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. We got like, we got brick counters, we got embalm, we got 
weird dragon, and then I didn't know what revert did at the time, so I was like, all right, so I'll kind of see what revert actually does. Turns out it's actually pretty sweet. So we got, like, we got dragons, we got demons, we got zombies. I mean... I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited. I mean, all the non-Egyptian things. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler season for some reason. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some good, there has to be some dragons. I mean, demons are pretty like, you know, Hades. There's some demons. That's Daryl's chat. Egypt. Wasn't it? What's, what's the, uh pyramids. Anubis. Anubis. Yeah. See Anubis got some zombies and demons. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's let's jump into it. Let's start off with uh, the first thing you think of when you think of uh, Egypt. Dragon. <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Glorybringer, three red, red, four, four, uh, creature dragon, flying haste. You may exert Glorybringer as it attacks. When you do, it deals four damage to target non-dragon creature and opponent controls. And exert basically means uh, you don't untap it during your next untap phase. Why non dragon? Yeah. Why why is this this is like the Because the, you don't try really hard against your fellow dragons. <laughs> Only when you're, you know, against a, a non dragon yeah. do you try super hard and deal four damage. Uh, it feels like the Ulrich clause to me. Like why why not that creature type? I uh, this card <laughs> it it looks really powerful. It's reminiscent to me of Stormbreath Dragon with some upside. I am really questioning whether you can play five mana four fours in a metagame where half the meta is heart of kieran decks and so your two mana uh, artifact vehicle trades with this but it's really powerful i'm very curious about what you think of exert as a mechanic like do you like this mechanic does it seem fun to me it reminds me of the horrible kamigawa lands that if you tap them they don't untap your next turn and it's like the worst cycle of lands probably in modern at least uh so it reminds me of that but maybe it'll be more fun being on creatures and having an upside if you choose not to untap them hmm interesting richard what do you think this has to be a bad card right i mean it's you're comparing it to storm breath but it's no storm breath there's no protection there's no uh monstrous it's not the uh thunder ma hell kite so it's just a five mana four four haste. Is that good enough? And you might be able to remove a blocker with its exert power, but the downside is you don't get to untap. So you basically spent five mana to deal four damage. Seems a bit slow for our modern. And especially when you have stuff like Heart of Kiran and stuff, which trades with it at two mana. It doesn't seem that good. I, I don't know. It just seems like a casual dragon in my mind. I, I don't see it being played or you know being the curve topper of an aggressive red deck aggressive red deck what's that what yeah <laughs> uh, aggressive mardu deck your aggressive five color artifact decks <laughs> well i i mean this is a pretty decent top end for those non-existent red aggro lists i mean it's coming together i don't know if it's I mean, we're going to have to see, but I think I'm going to have to be the only one that's going to be at least positive about this card. Yes, it's not Thunder, it's not Thunder Breath or Thunder Break, <laughs> Thunder Breath. It's not Thunder Break. <laughs> it's not Storm Breath. It's not Thunder Maw. So, yeah, I get it. It's, not, it's probably not going to see playing Modern, but, I mean, I think this is at least decent enough for Standard. I mean, you can throw a couple of these in there. The Exert, you're likely going to kill many things in Standard as, as it is right now. Uh, Seth and I were discussing before the podcast that 
whether they changed the rotation or not, this set was built to play with Shadows over Innistrad, no matter what. So that block. So it does kill, kill some uh, Grim Flayers, and, you know, because that's still going to be a thing with cycling. Um, they're going to ban Heart of Kieran, so you don't have to worry about that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, even if they don't ban Heart of Kieran, you can – you can ping off something that's going to crew it anyway. And then, uh, all right, they're hard to cure and trades with your five no, drop. No, 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 Chaz. Don't, don't, don't say that. If what? there's hard to cure in this card, it's unplayable. Like, what? I think it's, I, I don't think you can put this in a deck if hard of cure. It's like, no, it, 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 it shoots, it shoots the, the, the card that's going to crew it. So, that, okay, you get some value <laughs> there. And then their two drop blocks your five drop. Like, I know that doesn't look very good on paper, <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, uh, the uh, thing is, I, I like the card. I really do. I'm with you on uh, not like Richard. I really think this is a powerful card and a good card. I just really think it's going to have to wait till rotation or for a banning because yeah, I just maybe. really think you can't do it until then. But I, I think it is close to some of the good dragons we've seen seen in the past, like Stormbreath or Thundermaw. Maybe not as good, but I think it's it's close, and it is the buy a box or. Uh, Wait, what game is day. this promo? This is, a, it is the game a, day. Yeah, it is the game eight. day promo, and it looks really sweet. So it has that going for it, whether or not it sees play or not. Like the full art promo is, it's got some sweet fire and looks pretty cool. What was that? What was that dragon we talked about for the red uh, video for the set review? It has to be better than that, right? Wait, that's it's way better than that. What is that dragon? I don't even remember. don't remember that dragon whatsoever. (laughs) It's from Kaladesh or Aether Revolt? No, it's Aether Revolt. It's probably better than the dragon we don't remember. I'll give it that. Yes. They they missed an opportunity here. They should have just made this a 5-mana 4-4 flying haste and slapped Embalm on it. Ooh. That would have been interesting, but it would be a like awesome, like actually probably very playable for standard, but B, you would have zombie mummified dragons. Like, Ooh. come on. That's, like, so good. That would be pretty sweet. But, I mean, I don't think Exert's really flashy. It, it might not be as interesting as some of the other mechanics. But I do think it's a pretty efficient... It's, it'll be efficient. Uh, it's, like, kind of... I mean, not as good as Delirium, where it's, you know, things are just, you know, happening. But I think it'll be good enough. And the reason I brought up the Shadows over Innistrad was you do get cards, like, Always Watching, where if you play this uh, Always Watching before a card like this... Um, Exert doesn't actually tap the creature, so if the creature has Vigilance, then Exert is just basically a free trigger, and then the Heart of Kieran can't even block the 5-5 Dragon, so then there you go. Ooh, that's a good yeah, point. See? Ah, see? And it's possible we get a Planeswalker or something that gives your creature Vigilance. It's always one of those abilities that Planeswalkers seem to have, so it actually combos well. Well, Richard... The Planeswalker... One of the Planeswalker pack, uh, Planeswalkers untaps creatures... Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's, oh, there yeah. you go. So maybe there's enough synergy oh. here to make it work. <laughs> yeah, see? I got All right. you guys. Let's, let's move on to True Heart Duelist. It's an uncommon, one in a white, uh, human warrior, 2-2. Two, two. True Heart Duelist can block an additional creature each combat, and it has Embalm, two in a white. And Embalm is basically when your creature's in your graveyard, anytime you can cast a sorcery, uh, you can pay it some bomb costs, and you get a token that's a copy of that creature. You exile the original creature, and your token is also a zombie. Yeah, I mean, I think the mechanic's powerful. 
I'm just naturally a two, two with upside for two is not good, but it's already like on curve essentially and being able to just randomly get it back when you're flooded out or whatever. So I think this will be a constructed playable mechanic. I don't know if this card in specific will be constructed playable, but I think it's a, has potential to be a good mechanic and constructed because it's just kind of free value. If the front half of the card is on curve or above curve anyway. Yeah, this is another bring back from graveyard mechanics. So undying, persist, unearth, etc. I like it. I like the flavor. I like bringing back zombies. I just don't like the fact that you're going to have like 20 different token cards for like every single card with an involved mechanic on it. That's a little weird. But otherwise, I really like the mummy aspect of it. So, you know, bringing back a, a zombie army by just basically resurrecting things out of your graveyard is very sweet. And gameplay-wise, I love it. I just, I just don't love the, how mechanically this is going to play out uh, with your perforated embalm uh, stickers that you get. And, uh, or, you know, you have to collect 20 tokens or something. Like, limited games will never <laughs> look normal because <laughs> you're never going to have, like, 20 of those tokens <laughs> sitting around. So a little weird mechanically. This is something a digital game would do very well. Uh, but I really like the flavor of it, and I think Embalm fits. And the question is, how how conservative were they were they on Embalm? Are we going to get really powerful creatures that are hard to deal with, or are they all going to be underpowered, uh, bad cards that you don't care about? So that that's the only question uh, we have in my mind. Yeah, I think when it comes to these mechanics, we're going to get something worthwhile. But this is really sweet. And unlike, I know, Richard, it could it, you're right, it could probably get a little confusing with all the different... Uh, uh, specific tokens that each one of these cards make, but I thought that was actually the coolest part of it was that you know these cards are essentially the same cards that when you embalm them, they're not like a wee kind of a random zombie that you get. I, I think that that's like the greatest part of it is that you get the same creature. It's mummified. It, the mechanics work. The flavors there, and uh, you're right. I, I, so I think for a two mana two two, like I would like to see some more embalm creatures obviously or whatever else they think of with mom uh but this creature's not even that bad and so i'm really looking forward to the rest of the embalms uh cards this is the stall your limited game until you find your bomb card <laughs> yes four blocks off of uh, basically two mana and then three mana Stall your stall limited game for your M bomb card. Oh, see. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, we no, yeah. I'm sticking nah. to game. <laughs> yeah, just leave it in there. Yeah. Um, so we're two, I think we're three out of three for mechanics because this uh, glory bringer and the card that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, I th think they're all pretty sweet. Oh wait, we have the uh, card thing that's still kind of unconfirmed, but probably real that we talked about, but. Yeah, and Bomb's really sweet. I mean, I'm just, I'm like kind of, I'm really into this set so far. It's really sweet. All right, let's talk Oracle's Vault. Four mana artifact. Two, tap it, exile the top card of your library. Until end of turn, you may play that card. Put a brick counter on Oracle's Vault. Uh, tap it, exile the top card of your library. Until end of turn, you may play that card without paying its mana cost. Activate this ability only if there are three or more brick counters on oracle's vault uh so 
this won't be good, but Paradox Engine. Ooh, yeah. So sweet with Paradox <laughs> all right. Engine. It's all you, Seth. Play your whole deck for free. Uh, I really like the flavor. I, I think it'll be a fun janky against odds card. Probably maybe a commander card even, uh, depending on how competitive the deck is. But I can't imagine this being standard playable. What? Why? It's uh, like a delayed, super awesome uh, Aetherworks Marvel. I think it's because everyone's playing artifact hate because we have so many good oh. artifacts. So it seems like waiting three turns to really do something sweet when people are playing like main deck fragmentized and natural obsolescence seems like a tough sell. Yeah, I think the flavor here has to be a win, right? Like you're constructing something, the brick like counters. I really actually think it's pretty ironic that this has brick counters on it because when you tap it and you exile a card and you actually brick, it's going <laughs> to like, be that much better. So this is like the ultimate failure, like failure check for, for a player. So yeah, definitely tune in to streams or, and or videos in the future where you're, you're going to brick with this card, Seth, and then... The memes will start, and it'll be great. <laughs> do, do, does Hasbro own Lego? Oh, I would they, have to does it? Or do oh they own the knockoff Legos? They must own some kind of Lego property, right? <laughs> this seems like a good cross-promotion opportunity. Uh, I can see... <laughs> I can see the Reddit post now where people bring actual Legos to their FNM to use as brick counters, but then they drop them on the floor, and then someone steps on them. <laughs> So brick counters, <sighs> weird. Why is it just not a counter? Why why are brick counters suddenly relevant? We've never had named counters on anything else before. So I wonder if there's more to this than what we're seeing on this card. It's it contraptions and riggers. <laughs> They're coming, confirmed. <laughs> is that what it is? Have we Try had that. named counters before? We do, occasion counter, we do occasionally right? have name counters. I'm trying to think of an example, but I know there are other weird, flavorful counters. I can't think of one off the top of my head, though. Uh, ice counters? Like, oh, uh, death, Dark Depths? Yeah, there's like a few examples where you have unique counters. All right, I'll take it. So yeah. I don't think this is a standard playable, though. Um, unless they um, give um, us... Um, like enlightened tutor or not uh, worldly tutor or something, right? Where you can actually tutor something or vampire oh, tutor. Oh yeah, this is a good one. And you up. put it back on top, and then you cast. Uh, you use your oracles vault, because otherwise, you're just randomly getting a card off the top for free, which uh, probably isn't that expensive in most cases. So you need some way to actually stack your deck to to make this worth it. I think Hasbro actually owns that knockoff, Creo. K R E O. I was actually looking that up when you guys were talking. I, know, that, I was actually really. Isn't it Mega Blocks? Mega Blocks oh, is the knockoff. I don't know. Right? I don't know. This now. is like a knockoff of the knockoff. Yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> even know who owns Lego. Is it Mattel? I don't even know. That sounds right. Maybe it's, was Lego its own? Always its own thing. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> oh, speaking yeah. of Lego, how sweet would a Lego Magic game be? Oh. Hmm. Well, anyway, back to magic. <laughs> Arch yes, back to magic. If near, uh, three black, black, five, four demon flying. When you cycle or discard another card, put a minus one, minus one counter on each creature your opponents control cycling to. Uh, so does anyone know when you cycle something, you are technically cycling and discarding? No, you no, you only get, no, yeah, <laughs> no, no, you only get one or the other. <laughs> 
I mean, it's it's still pretty powerful. Uh, I think that this has potential. Right now, we just have to see what the support is. Like, how many cards have cycling? Uh, what support do we have for cycling? If there's a lot of playable cycling cards, and the bar is pretty low when you can cycle. I've definitely played some really bad cards just because they can cycle. So uh, I think if there's good cycling cards, this could actually be really good. It kills a lot of things in Mardu vehicles, and if you can cycle something, it actually gets around the Heart of Kirin problem, because you can shrink it down to a 3-3, and then block it, or attack through it, so I think this could be playable if there's enough support. I wish this was legendary. This would be a sweet commander. Uh, we've already played cycling decks before, and uh, being able to put minus one, minus one, as you cycle is really, really strong. And a 5-4 Flying Body is not bad, too. So I'm really excited to see what other cycling cards we get. Uh, I wonder if there's a cycle, uh, like an actual color cycle, like there's one for each color. I wonder if we have a legendary cycler. That would be pretty sweet. Uh, making the cycling deck in EDH an official thing. I think this is playable, depending on how powerful the format is. But just cycling, like cycling is just drawing hard, right? That's good, right? So getting minus one, minus one counters as you cycle is pretty good, assuming you're not dead. So as long as the format is slow enough and the power level is not too outrageous, uh, this seems pretty good. And, you know, worst case is you can just cycle this card itself. You don't need to cast it, right? Just cycle it for two mana and do something else. So this, this could be good. And this is actually pretty interesting in control. Because one of the worst things you can do in control is draw your finisher in your opening hand. Uh, so now you can actually just cycle it away, and this helps you stabilize the board, and it's a four-turn clock. So maybe some kind of black-based control is viable with this card. Yeah, I, I think cycling has always been great. Um, I, I think we're going to get some strong cards in addition to this. But this is, I, I'm, I'm with Richard. I wish it was legendary because that would mean all kinds of awesome um, commander and EDH um, implications. I got to tell you, <laughs> if it's not this card, it's going to be some other minus one, minus one counter matters cards that's going to get that poor winding constrictor band. Um, that, <laughs> that is... Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that is uh, going to be pretty crazy um, later in the game when you can either just play this. And now realize, if you just have a discard engine, you get the minus one, minus one counters too. So you have like those... Uh, What's that weird enchantment from like Aether Revolt? It's like stockpile something. I don't think this works the way you think. Because it's Winding Constrictor says if one or more counters would be placed on an artifact or creature you control, place twice oh. as place an extra one. So I think this oh. actually makes Constrictor Ooh. worse. Oh. Because if your opponent has this and you have a Constrictor, you'd get double the oh, amount of okay. counters. It's on only your like, stuff? Okay. Only, yeah, only your stuff and you from Constrictor. Right. Wait, is well, it a may or you a, you must? Uh, it's a must. There's no may. Oh, so this oh. just like really hoses constrictor. Maybe this is the answer card <laughs> to constrictor. Yeah, yeah they call down R and D. Make a winding constrictor answer, and then they just put start putting in minus one, minus one counters. Well, okay, if it's not okay, then maybe this is not the card that's going to get it banned. But there will be other cards that put other stuff. So no, actually no. Well then. I think well, yeah, minus one, one, minus one, minus one counter. counter. Then yeah. It's, yeah, it's just bad for Constrictor in general. I, oh. I have a question for you guys. So we know cycling's coming. What are the chances we get cycling lands? Oh, man. 
I want them in that modern so bad that to get dangerous from the loam. That is and... dangerous. No, I don't. Uh... A lot of people get cycling lanes. Is it dangerous? Yeah, you know, they why exist. Not, right? Don't they exist in modern today? No, it's onslaught. They actually don't. They just missed it. Yeah. yeah I don't think it's going to be a problem sandbar. in modern. So I, I think they'll put them in. I think Long this is a be. good chance to make a dual land with cycling on it. That comes into play tapped, obviously. That's what I was wondering. If like Scry lands, if you just had the dual land cycle be rare dual lands, but instead of scrying, they just you can cycle for two. Would that be too overpowered for a land cycle? Why would it be too overpowered? So good. I mean, I don't know if it's overpowered, but the ability to get rid of a land and draw a new card when you don't need them is is pretty good. Also works well with life and from the loam and stuff like yeah, that. But so is the ability to scry one on a land. And I don't think that broke standard or modern or anything like that. That's I true. mean, if you want to spend two mana to cycle a card in modern just for loam, like by all means, go ahead. Right? <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that that's a, that's a backbreaker there. Well, if we don't get the cycling lands for loam, uh, cycling just in general does have living end. So this is already pretty good news for that deck mm. it'll be interesting because most of the we'll see what their costs are most of the cycling costs in that deck are one so we'll see if True. it's all the two mana cycling it might have a hard time unless something's really good for that deck in specific but i wouldn't imagine you play like archfiend in that deck because i think two mana is oddly too expensive for the cycling cost do you think we'll see cycling pay life or are we done with that mistake oh that's a <laughs> there's no way that can be balanced right <laughs> uh that's why you play fluctuator right like street wraith 2.0 uh, you don't play uh, you can't uh, you, know, you I, can't even play that in modern i don't i don't think so i bet they're all like this i'll be curious to see if we get any different kinds of cycling or if it's all just pay to generic cycle like i think for cycling or paying colored mana for cycling things like that well i don't think basic land cycling was that ba- like that crazy though Crozan and tusker you know represent uh green but uh that that card's always been awesome yeah that draws you a card though too the when they did the the fixed land cyclers yeah. in alara they were all just like passable yeah hmm. we'll see i think yeah maybe for standard they just leave it regular cycling i can't pain life for cycling is just <laughs> do we just like ban death shadow now or do we ban it like tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Like eight more street rates, like there's no way. <laughs> so one more one more cycling question. Any chance we get a reprint of Lightning Rift or Astral Slide? Oh, like two of the, really the hope most so. fun cycling cards. Astral Slide was so like it was it was really awesome when you were playing it, really <laughs> not awesome when you weren't playing when you were playing against it, but it's just it was fun. I Astral Slide so many exalted angels or yeah exalted angels was that the one the four or five uh, yeah, with life one? one yeah oh more- <laughs> astral slided so many of those to cheat the morph cost it was great ah <laughs> uh, i don't think so though but maybe all right so rounding up so we actually got a ton of spoilers like maybe 12 or 13 from the welcome decks so those are the beginner decks they had some amaket cards in them uh which they revealed uh nothing too interesting a lot of reprints a lot of commons and commons but we do see a tattered mummy it's a two mana one two zombie jackal yeah uh we got a graceful cat 
And the only important thing here is it reveals the name of the cat god, Oketra. And we have a two-mana 1-4 beetle in black for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Nothing too interesting. Any comments on these cards? Uh, just, just the cat is pretty cool. Yeah, giant spider, you know, keeping giant it old spiders school. making a comeback. Six sense. That's that. That actually is pretty good. That exists as something today. I yeah. Well, curiosity. That what was the, um, what was the one from Planar Chaos? Keen sense. Was that Keen the sense. same yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Except so. this is kind of fixed, so it's only combat damage. No, uh, oh. no tricks with pinging. Oh. I think the card that excites me most is Fling because we have Ravenous Intruder in standard. Yes, so, so it's, you have uh, a talk. Yeah. You could definitely do some cool stuff where you just play a bunch of uh, random janky artifacts, sack them all, and then fling the the Atog or Ravenous Intruder at your opponent for like 14 damage or something crazy. Or there's another way to die to Electrostatic Pummeler. <laughs> oh, Ooh, I hope they actually tested this because this seems kind of scary. <laughs> oh, you just sit ooh. there at a fling that your big pummeler because yeah. now you can't even jump block or you know try to counterplay the trample card. You well, just get flung to the face. Yeah. So, yeah, it does lower the amount of like tricks that you need to play because you don't have to like. Well, I mean, normally it kills on its own just from doubling, but yeah, if you don't get there, then the fling takes you the rest of the way. It's also interesting because it kind of gives a pummeler haste. If you just have a bunch of energy, you don't have to that wait is true. to be uh, unsummoning sick. You just pump, 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 fling, game over. That's true. If you don't, yeah, you're right. Yep. All right. So we also had leaks of the Planeswalker deck Planeswalkers. So we previously got the official art from them. And then today there were pictures of them posted. And then someone enhanced the pictures so that we could read the text. And here we are. We have Gideon, Marshall Paragon, four and a white. So five converted mana cost, Planeswalker Gideon. Plus two, untapped creatures you control. Those creatures get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Zero until end of turn. Gideon becomes a five, five indestructible. Prevents all damage that will be dealt to him. Minus 10, all creatures you control get plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. Tap all creatures your opponents control. And we don't know the starting loyalty because it was covered by the box packaging. Eh? I mean, all right, Seth. This is, this is the test. No, you're, no, you're the, I, I, you're, I'm not doing it this time. I'm not doing it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Uh, seriously. You have to. You have to. It's I, a tradition now. I, you have to be the bar that you set the bar for these things. I will say Gideon <laughs> Ally of Zendikar is like pretty much the best card in standard and has been for quite a while. And the Planeswalker Gideon's only one more mana and it still becomes a 5 5 indestructible. So maybe. I mean, it's not going to see play why Ally of Zendikar is still in the format. But I could imagine a 5 mana 5 5 indestructible isn't bad like maybe that one could see playing constructed maybe they have to be getting close right this the, the gideon i gotta admit like I, i've been a little shy wait well they've been getting better as we go along so now it's like i kind of have to like give credence to these i don't know like if get if gideon ally of zendikar did not exist like it <laughs> and once it rotates like my we have to see the i'm assuming there's a actual pack version but this one's not bad i mean you get to untap a creature it gets plus one plus one so you have uh, uh the exert uh combo your synergy going there 
And that minus 10 is uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. If it comes in with five, you got the you got uh, some double season, season combo. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Liliana is just so much mana. Uh, oh, seven mana. So that's, a, that's like, you compare that to Karn, and Karn is colorless and this <laughs> requires black mana. And I think that Liliana is a little bit behind yeah, the curve. Richard, for, Richard said right, it best right. on Twitter. If it started with 10, that would be pretty good. It would actually be pretty good. So Liliana, Death Wielder, five black, black, plus two, put a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target creature. Minus three, destroy target creature with a minus one, minus one counter. Minus ten, return all creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Pick off toolcraft exemplars all day. <laughs> Wait, is, yeah. is deploy the gate watch rotating oh, out? Oh, no. No. Not till October. That's, that's that's a future against the odds for me. It's just all planeswalker deck planeswalkers in the <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> you need like creatures. Like half of them don't do anything without creatures. What's your creature gonna be? The, the um, creatures will be the tutors, the, the planeswalker tutors. You, you, does that random uh, servant of the conduit? Is, yep. uh, you know, that, that's gonna be monstrous. <laughs> does it have like five plus one plus one counters? You get plus one plus one. Oh, so anything going for it? You laugh, but I think Liliana Deathwielder is pretty good. Not for standard. Oh. Not for standard. But yeah. I can see EDH shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, other things, like, I don't know. Just destroying a creature with a minus one, minus one counter seems pretty sweet. No, like, seriously. If it, if it does start with five and, like, you know, there's doubling season shenanigans already in EDH, like, this is not that bad. Yeah. Right? Like, this is, like, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I guess Rise of the Dark Realms is nine mana. So if you have a doubling season, you're saving on two mana for this. Oh, but I, I like it. it. This may be my Liliana bias. <laughs> but <laughs> it definitely is. And everyone somehow... else is. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You lay the bricks with Oracle's Vault. <laughs> <laughs> you tutor the Lily to the top, put her into play. And then put oh. a negative one, negative oh, one counter on Yeah, what's the... Wait, wait, you play Oath of Gideon. You play Oath yes. of Gideon. Get her yes. down to six. Get her down to six. <laughs> and then... Oh, but serious the question. One? How are these two supposed to fight each other? There's no way you're casting a seven-mana Liliana in your yeah. Planeswalker deck. Unless this means the return of Dark Ritual. <laughs> Do you think there's mana acceleration? <laughs> I, I, I doubt that. Dark Ritual in the Planeswalker, like, for, like... New players to just what, throw what, what in if dark it's, ritual. Uh, what if it's fixed dark ritual? What if it's like sacrifice a zombie at three mana? It's just gonna be anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the Liliana Tutor. Maybe that's what it is. It's like Ooh, I don't know. Somehow yeah. adds five mana and adds enough mana that you can cast. Yeah, adds seven mana only to cast Liliana Planeswalker spells. <laughs> Does well. Wait. Doesn't the the uh, Tesseract Tutor like kill a creature or something like that? It does, yeah. Hey, if it, it does something and you add seven mana, <laughs> destroy your a mana creature, add a black mana for <laughs> equal to its converted mana cost. <laughs> but there's got to be some way, right? Because there's no way yeah. these decks are that's balanced at all if you just cast these yeah. fairly. Because you're never going to cast Liliana. Seven mana yeah. is a ton. And getting yeah, zeros and like beats <laughs> your face in, <laughs> like, you're not yeah. going to get anything accomplished here. <laughs> Even if you do cast it, Gideon's still just gonna do, just gonna zero and beat her face in. Is it indestructible? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's indestructible too. Oh man, 
Path to Exile. <laughs> <laughs> There's a yeah. There would have to be a way. Maybe like uh, an edict card. That could What's be the one from uh, Gate Crash, Devouring Flesh. They could have something like that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Planeswalker edict. That would be that would be a good a good card to Seth, have. Seth, it's there. You deploy the Gate Watch. You have the other tutor from Oath. Yeah, it's we're, gonna we're happen. Get, we're Planeswalker deck. Planeswalker deck. <laughs> yeah, serve another conduit. You have uh, Oath of Nissa, Oath of Ajani. You got are, are we at the point where we have the most planeswalkers, planeswalker decks, planeswalkers legal and standard? Well, Seth uh, just wrote that article. Are we? Hour of devastation will add two more, and then we will be. I believe. All right, so no, that's actually, one. No, against the odds is coming. Have four more. <laughs> there's actually no rotation. You're right with the new rotation schedule next summer. There'll be like 16 planeswalker deck planeswalkers or something. There we ridiculous. go. We got a deck. We got a deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Doesn't each set have its own planeswalker? So like Amon or our adds like four on its own, doesn't it? Oh, I was Could just be... talking about the planeswalker deck, planeswalker. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just for planeswalker decks, there's two each set. Right. Oh yeah. Next summer there's gonna be a lot. Well, whatever. Ooh. I'm still buying Liliana Death Wielder. And <laughs> she will have the same spot in my binder beside Liliana the Veil. They're equals. <laughs> What? what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> She's still cool. I still like Liliana. It's good. Yeah. Yep. So those are all of our pre-spoiler spoilers. <laughs> so spoilers <laughs> officially start next week. But I hear uh, someone said they were getting masterpieces spoiled tomorrow. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. They, they, they have done that in the past, though. To, to be fair, they did post like the ex the masterpieces like well in advance. So any speculation on what masterpieces we're getting now that we have some of the cards? I still have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Any any card with cycling is now. Giant spider. Uh, Planeswalkers would make sense, but uh, I don't think they would use that trump card this early. Maybe Seth nailed it earlier in the cast. You have the riggers and uh, contraptions. No, we just did that. We just came from an artifact set. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Ventral yeah, Pharaoh is going to have to be one, right? Like, that has to be one of them. Maybe so there bad. is no theme. Maybe it's just a collection of cards that seem Seth, Egyptian. we've been over this. You have to have <laughs> like a few of them that suck. But I mean, Ornithopter is <laughs> way better than that. Ventral <laughs> uh, Pharaoh is like, like a, a one-of in some lists sometimes. <laughs> it's some EDH decks. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, no. That like aggro loam list. Wasn't there like... Uh, yeah, yeah, one of Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. I mean, we'll know tomorrow. I, it sounds like yeah. from social media, a bunch of different streamers and content people have masterpiece spoilers tomorrow, and then they're all supposed to be out Wednesday. It said so. In the next two days, we will know all the masterpieces from Amonkhet. All right. Um, we actually talked about spoilers for a while. Uh, did you want to talk about the uh, MTGO, uh, the package, the packs, and the redemption real quick, Seth? Uh, we can save it for next week if we're okay, we're going long fine. on time. There's it doesn't make a big difference. Oh, yeah. there's one thing that we should discuss. It's the one v one commander leagues that are oh, upcoming. Oh, yes, and they, and they switched the health to thirty. What do you guys think about this one v one thirty health commander? They've had this for a while now. No, the dual commander list, so the dual commander stuff over in Europe. They've been doing this for a little while now. 
but it's it's uh, officially coming to Magic Online with tournaments and so forth. That is going to be really sweet. And um, I got to tell you, because I've played a lot of the uh, one versus one. I think they call it Leviathan now, and like the dual commander like split off. That like there was a whole thing a while back, but uh, it's actually really fun. Um, so if they use, I don't know what like kind of ban list or anything like that. They're gonna did they say anything about that? Uh, they they are gonna not. have one this fall. They're gonna have a ban list, but they okay. didn't say what it will be. Then I'm assuming they'll use something similar to the European ban list, and I mean it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. I'm actually, personally, I'm excited for it. I think it will be fun, and it'll be cool to have tournaments. I know I talked to you about it, Richard, and you made a good point that it won't be what people think of, or a lot of people think of when they think Commander, where you just play your janky eight drops and kind of casually. So what do you think, Richard? I know you were not as excited as I was. Yeah, I really dislike this. Uh, not for the new gameplay mode, but Wizards should have used this opportunity to call it something different. Because it's not the commander that 9 out of 10 commander players think of. It's not multiplayer. It's not play your casual kitchen table jank. It's legacy light. It's 1v1 commander. So it's singleton legacy, basically, with a card you can always cast. And it will be competitive. And I can see a whole lot of people building, you know, their favorite angel deck, queuing up <laughs> and getting slaughtered <laughs> on turn two and, you know, putting a bad name on Commander because of that. So they really should have called it something else because it's not, it's not really 1v1 Commander. Like the format is totally different. It's like saying, I don't know, like standard is pre-constructed draft or something right like i mean technically <laughs> some way it's correct but like they just don't play out the same way whatsoever so they they really should have come up with a new name because you know it's a new format this is the first time wizards is, is acknowledging 1v1 commander they should have called it something but i don't know people are more excited than they should be i think because i don't know if people are excited to play legacy light i think most people actually want to play you know true casual commander that's true i mean uh, to be fair, there I, I did have a lot of fun playing uh, the one versus one commander. There is that kind. Of, I, I do where, know where you're coming from. They should have, you know, made a name for it. And I do understand that people do like just playing regular EDH. Um, is this in addition to any everything that you're gonna you can do already? Or I, I'm not. Maybe I'm. Well, there's no formalized that. EDH play. So today oh. you can just go into a friendly room and make a game. See, yeah, then that doesn't make sense. So. You're right. EDH, like the normal EDH should have been normalized, and this should have been like another option at this point. But yeah, it, it is pretty cutthroat for people that have not, you know, looked at Dual Commander or, you know, I, I, know, I know I've talked about it on the podcast uh, previously, but it, it is similar to what Richard's talking about. I mean, there are pretty quick games. It's pretty cutthroat. There's cards that you don't normally see in like normal EDH lists. Um, so yeah, yeah, it can get kind of uh, overwhelming at first, but it, it it does it can be pretty fun. Like I've had plenty of fun playing it. So Seth, should I be hoarding dual lands or something because of this news? <laughs> it's actually a really interesting question uh, whether or not this is going to have any financial impact. I think it. I think it will have some just because the demand for a lot of commander cards is incredibly low on Magic Online because there's no tournaments or anything. So having tournament support, I think, will increase the demand to some extent. But 
everything is very up in the air right now with stuff that we don't have time to go into, but changes to treasure chests, uh, changes to payouts for tournaments. So it's hard to really say anything definitely uh, as far as what you should do. But I think I would be more likely to just hold on to my commander cards now than I would be before, but they're already worth like is generally worthless. Most of them. So the problem is, like you said, many of the staples of dual commander are legacy slash vintage staples. And those cards are already expensive because of legacy and vintage. And I can't imagine that dual commander right off the bat is just going to generate significantly more demand than those formats and just spike the prices insanely. Yeah. I doubt that's going to happen, but let me just, just so I know, just to ask the question for people listening, are there like, not that I guess shortages, are there like price discrepancies in the specific, you know, I don't, play mtgo a lot uh like the commander specific stuff uh like from like the, the actual yeah part. the actual pre-cons uh yeah a lot of those man it's so weird some of those cards are incredibly cheap way cheaper than they should be other cards from certain commander decks are way more expensive because the only way they were released was in the actual decks and you had to buy them for full price from the store so they're in super low supply so it really depends on the specific release of commander some are underpriced some are overpriced compared to the paper world yeah, if anything, I would say maybe that gets affected because a lot of, you know, some of those commanders are really good in dual commander. A couple come to mind, like the recent, like the Vile Smasher, the Fierce. Uh, there's um, uh, Titania, Protector of Argoth. Like, those are really good in that in that format. So that could lead to some interesting stuff down the line. Some uh, price increases, maybe. Because like you said, if people weren't opening them because no one could really play EDH, then there's not a lot of them. I think that's, I mean, the big question is, is there demand for this format? Like how many people are going to play leagues of this competitive commander format? And that I just, I don't know. It could be awesome and tons of people love it. Or it could be like Richard is saying, a lot of people try and are like, oh, this isn't what I think of as commander and never play it again. So we kind of got to wait and see, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think they should have used Canadian Highlander, or was that what it's called? The one where there's no ban list, but cards have point system. And yes, it's, yes. It's 1v1 that's singleton. Canadian, yeah. So it's could a different you, name. <laughs> could you imagine Moto trying to implement that deck building? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get to play with power. You get to play with power and... Or is power even legal? Oh, you get to play with old, powerful cards. And it, it doesn't have the... You know, it has a different name, so you don't get confused. But aside from the naming, I, I really like the new format because it's just a way to play Legacy. <laughs> so <laughs> if there's more people and we have events that fire, that's awesome. So just I just hopefully Wizards has time to rebrand this still. Hopefully they call it something else. Uh, and, you know, you don't confuse players who want, you know, EDH casual but are thrusted into a vintage game. And so maybe- outside of that, uh, I like the new format and I will definitely give it a shot and we'll see how maybe it's good for legacy proper as well as if people buy into this format, they're probably going to have a decent amount of what they would need to maybe play real legacy. So maybe there'll be some crossover with people uh, moving to legacy from this yeah. format. I'll tell yeah. you what, if you go ahead and build Titania, you pretty much could build lands. Well, sort of, but yeah, because <laughs> a lot of the lands in lands are actually in Titania. So, all right. Um, I think we can go to fish mail. Oh, I just I threw goldfishing in. 
so I wanted to do say this segment real quick. I know we talked about this particular. I wanted to bring up a particular topic. So uh, switch update, uh, no switch. All right. So just wanted to uh, throw that in there. <laughs> that and, was your update. Uh, Three weeks yeah, later, <laughs> you're not playing. No, so still don't have a switch. Can't find you, it anywhere. Do you want yeah. a switch still though? I do. You just well, can't find okay. It? So uh, okay. So let me just really quick. <laughs> Apparently, you can go into GameStop and order a bundle that is only you can only go into GameStop and order, but it's like four hundred and fifty dollars. And I was like, "There's no way that's happening." I like, I don't want to do that. Like, I I want to just trade in mine, pay the difference, and be done with it. So I really don't want to spend like an extra hundred and fifty bucks to do that. So I was asking the guy at the counter, and he was like, "Well, you know, this, that, and the other thing." I was like, "Okay, so what if I bought?" the bundle and then just returned every, like walked out opened it up returned everything he's like uh like i guess so maybe <laughs> that's an option because <laughs> i'm like i don't want like i don't want another game like i don't want any kind of like deck or screen protector thing so like if i just unpack all this stuff and just return it He's like, I guess you could technically do that. Yes. And I was can like, you okay. can you not just buy one on eBay or something and sell no, your old like all, on eBay? I guess I could do that, but I mean they're like overpriced on them too, and like only the bundles. Like there's very, very little of the uh I couldn't see any of the uh just the normal normal uh system, just with no regular old <laughs> system, no bells and whistles. I don't know, we'll see. So that was just an update. No switch. <laughs> Probably will be another month. <laughs> well, we'll be looking forward to the next yes. monthly Chaz Switch update. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have a goldfishing. So remember last time I talked about Power Rangers and how Rita looked like Nissa? Yes. So I watched Power Rangers, and a trailer for Power Rangers was Spider-Man, uh, the new Spider-Man reboot with apparently Iron Man for some reason. But the I don't know who the villain is in that movie, but it looks like Garrick. <laughs> it's the vulture is it it's like yeah. there's like some helmet thing and then the eyes glow green yeah it's vulture. it really looks like you see magic characters no matter where you go richard apparently yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I was a little like hazy like, i was like sleepy while watching this i, I, I gotta pull up the screenshot i'm gonna make sure because i i'm like is that garrick did i just see garrick there's like no way right what are the odds so i'm, I'm gonna Pull up, pull up a picture after this podcast and see what it looks like. But yeah, it, it's you, Vulture, man, though. Does he look like Garrick in any way? Am I just uh, going crazy? <laughs> no, he looks like a Vulture. Actually, if you look in the, did you see the trailer comic, though? Did you see the trailer? I did. I did. I could see like the. You could be confused, but uh, <laughs> they had to go that direction because they can't just have the guy like in a green like leotard. Because <laughs> that was the old like comic versions. It was just like this old guy in a green leotard with vulture wings, and I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so right, we're going to bring back out there, Magic the Movie, vulture. and they're going to have spandex because there's a market for this. <laughs> we don't want this new age like upgraded superheroes. Yes, thing. we want old school spandex superheroes. That's kind of why I was disappointed with the Power Rangers movie. Just give me the old school. Uh, people in costume you know? did you watch it it was actually pretty good i, no, I didn't it. get to see it i should i should though it does seem pretty good it's like serious and like try, trying to be like a real oh. movie but it has oh. like some throwbacks but it's actually pretty entertaining if you're a fan of the original power rangers yeah my thing was i couldn't see that before logan so and i haven't seen that yet either oh, so. oh you should watch logan it's yeah, good i heard logan was really good 
Logan's really good. Yeah. All right. Fishmail. Richard, let's do Fish it. Fishmail time. If you have questions, tweet at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fishmail, and uh, we'll try to get to your answers, uh, to your questions on air. So from at Ermady, is there any chance that once in a while we have a European time zone friendly stream? Currently starts at 11 p.m. for us. Uh, I mean, it could happen once in a while. It occasionally happens with set releases and stuff we stream earlier. I would say for the time being, you can always check out the MTG Goldfish Replay YouTube. I know it's not the same as catching it live, but we'll see if there's a way to, to work that in on occasion. Yeah, I didn't realize it started at 11 p.m. for Europeans. So maybe we can uh, do something about this. So thanks for sending that in. Next question from Blade Man 69er Gods and Semi Breath Semi Storm Breath Dragons. Doesn't Amonkhet feel like Daryl's block again? Yes. Yes. And that's yes. good. Seth is right at home. <laughs> <laughs> this is right up Seth's wheelhouse. You got all kinds of stuff crawling around uh Amonkhet these days. <laughs> Next question from Calhoun Comp fifteen. I'm looking to make some upgrades to Goblin Eight Whack from Against the Odds. Any suggestions? Uh, so, that was that was a budget deck actually. But go ahead, Richard. Sorry. I've been playing Eight Whack the past couple of weeks. I've been playing Boros Eight Whack because I want Path to Exile and I wanted Deflecting Palm because Ooh. I wanted Deflecting Palm some. Uh, Death Shadow aggro players hasn't worked out, <laughs> but I think uh, if so, you can either go white and get Path to Exiles. Carry uh, Zev's expertise is pretty sweet. You get Boros Charm, Deflecting Palm, or you can go black and just play Fatal Push. So I think splashing a second color for some removal uh, is pretty good. I know the other thing is, without considering splashes, which probably is a good idea, uh, the budget list did not have Goblin Guide, and now Goblin Guide's a little more reasonable thanks to Modern Masters 2017. So if you can get four Goblin Guides, slot them in under over four of the lesser one-drops, the deck will be slightly improved from that as well. Oh yeah, the Goblin Guides make a big difference. So I actually picked up, I had two Grand Prix promos, and then I actually had to pick up two Modern Masters ones, so I have mismatched guides. So. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, the, the Goblin Guides add, add, a, add a big punch if you don't have them. All right, next question. James Carr 4701 Would you consider doing a brewing deck stream or a brewer's hour? Yes. Or three? I think, <laughs> I don't know about three. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bridge too far. Um, yeah, I think it would be fun to try that. I don't know if there would be enough interest in it to make it a regular thing, but I think sooner or later I will try a, a stream like that and just see how it goes. All right, late night with saffron olive brewing. <laughs> <laughs> At Brendan, uh, do you think the removal of booster payouts from constructed on Moto have an effect on boosters and card prices? Uh, oh, so this is what we we're gonna talk about, but we're saving it next week because we don't have time. But Seth, what is the one line answer to this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Really, though, the two-line answer is boosters will be more expensive and card prices will go down. But hopefully next week we can go in-depth and do a whole segment on the impact uh, of these changes to the moto economy. All right, next question. Jasper KR. As a Timmy, it's interesting to me that people spend big money as peer spikes. What is the appeal? Why not play poker? Why, you know, it's some people just love different hobbies. And why 
does anyone really do anything? Because they like it. Because we were tricked and now we're addicted. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with that one pack of, uh, I don't even remember at this point. I do remember. I think it was sixth edition. And, you know, there it goes. Yeah, it's just like any hobby. Like, huh? why, why do people race cars? That's pretty expensive. Why do people go sailing? Why do people go skiing? Like, I don't know. Someone tricked you into it. And then now uh, you're kind of <laughs> stuck into it. Yeah. You lost some money on things people don't understand. You know, there are a few uh, Magic pros that do cross over and do play poker. So, you know, there is that aspect of it. That's what I was actually going to say, too. There, yeah. there is crossover there, but it's interesting that even the Magic players that go on to be very good professional poker players still come back to Magic. So there's something about the game where even if you are a plus EV pro poker player, people still go and play Magic because it's a really fun game. So there's something about it that that isn't offered by poker, even for pro level players. All right, next question from at random Keho with cycling and almond cat. Chances we see a modified lightning rift or astral slide. We yeah, talked about I think this at the beginning of the cast. Yeah. What were your answers? Yay or gay? Yeah, yes. Modified, maybe. I don't yeah, think they'll modified. Just, it has to be modified. Reprint them, but a watered down version is a, yeah. a reasonable shot. Yeah, yes. agreed. Uh, next question at Olsic. Announcement day was pushed back to June. Thoughts on return to Dominaria, movie details, digital, or something bigger. So we forgot to touch upon this, but there was supposed to be an announcement day at the end of this month, but they pushed it all the way back to June. So people are suspecting it's because of E3 or they have something bigger to announce. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? So the only thing that was added to this uh, when they changed the date was that it's going to be big. So it could be a, a number of the things that the person that sent in the goldfish uh, sent in, Anthony. Uh, it could be any one of those. It could be all of them or none of them. I mean, it, we really don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> That's a whole know. lot of no answer, Charles. <laughs> but it, we really don't know. I mean, it could just be that they reveal the new duels. I mean, to, that, to them, I guess that's big. To they us, mentioned maybe not. They mentioned digital a lot in the announcement. So I'm on board with the... They pushed it back to coincide with E3, and it's going to be a big Magic Digital Next announcement. That's speculation, but that's my my belief yeah. at this point. That would make sense. I believe we'll be underwhelmed. I think it'll be the big oh. Digital Next announcement, and it'll just be a screenshot of something that looks like Magic, and then that'll be that. <laughs> what? And then they'll they'll, they'll you know they'll name the next like eight sets or something. <laughs> like at, at this point, what could they announce of Digital Next that would get you shocked? Is it's like it's gonna play like magic? It's gonna look like magic, and it'll be good, right? Like that's all they're gonna say. So I don't expect anything earth shattering. I would be very shocked if they showed us a gameplay demo. Treasure chest. That would be. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've animated treasure chests. You can now spin them. In yes. Uh, next question from Mean Mean Pork. Watsi adds or removes staples like boomerang, giant growth, etc. From standard every BNR thoughts. <sighs> I mean, it could be cool for gameplay, but it adds so much confusion and yeah. complexity that I don't know if it's worth the trade-off. But I think it would be sweet for gameplay to be able to add problem solvers or just shake up the format that way. Yeah, we actually joked about this a while back, just like randomly inserting or removing cards at VNR. But I think that causes too much confusion. Maybe there was also the suggestion of like some like staple pack that gets added, like a mini core set. 
uh, maybe that could be a thing like deck builders toolkit, make that legal and just add a whole bunch of random stuff in there. But I think at the end of the day, they just got to get standard right. And they, they got to figure it out because these are all band-aid solutions and they, they need to figure out the process to either update standard faster uh, through their normal channels, like through their normal sets or figure out a way to make balanced standards. Both that of which are pretty hard problems. Yeah, I think that was a great answer, Richard. All right, next question. At empty car, what basic lands do you guys use? Any you don't approve of? Uh, my favorite are Mirage block basics, but occasionally I use white borders to troll. But there's none that I I specifically don't approve of. I don't like new bordered lands in general, but there's there's, there's none that I don't approve of. My only stipulation with lands is they have to all match. Like it looks really weird if you have like every like different kind of land. But you could use any land. Just make sure they're consistent. Hmm. Have you have have you guys ever gleaned information from match lands? <laughs> like we always say, you should have match lands so you don't give away extra information. Have you ever thought see someone saw like mismatched lands and they played a land that you haven't seen before and you actually got a competitive advantage out of it? No, because I don't think it's ever happened to me. And I play no. thought seeds like every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a forest is a forest no matter what. I don't, I don't know. I think I, right now in my gen deck I have Tempest Lands. I like I like some of the older the the old bordered lands. I don't like the new bored lands. I'm like Seth. I'm yeah. Hipster. I'm like if, no battle in the car, please, please. I do kind of skip around a little bit when just to change things. But normally I'm the same way. I like old bordered lands, and normally I gravitate to Odyssey Lands or Onslaught Lands. Oh, I really like Goo Lands. Which is the benefit of playing on Moto because but I don't want to buy I don't want to buy like twenty <laughs> Guru land, so <laughs> no oh, someone's gotta have like a mono blue EDH deck with oh, just all that Guru has lands. To, that, <laughs> someone, someone has to have that. If you have that deck, send me a picture oh, of it on Twitter. Yeah, yes. someone must exist with this out they're, there. They're probably all miscut to you. All oh, miscut. Oh my Guru that has to, that that's Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Ido Nos, what do you think about regeneration and why don't we see it anymore? Uh, I guess indestructibility is more intuitive for new players, I think is yeah. the official reason. And I think it's true. Uh, I don't know about gameplay, if I like it or not. I haven't thought about it too much, but I think that's the main reason. Yeah, yeah. the rule confusing because you get the regeneration shield or something. And it's like very confusing for new players because otherwise people try to regenerate after things have died and it doesn't really work. So yeah, I think if they cleaned up regeneration, it can come back. But it, it, it like has always dead. been really. I think it's just inherently yeah. flawed. I, I think, think it's just always. It it's, yeah, it's always been really like it's been choppy. Like it, ha it's been really. It hasn't ever been clean. Yeah, plus it doesn't even work correctly. I mean, Thrun sees yeah. a lot of play in Modern, and it then does. you have Damnation and Wrath of God, which just prevent creatures from regenerating, and then it doesn't actually work the way you want it to work. <laughs> Some of the best creatures I've played with, though, had rege regeneration on them, so like, it's a shame. Uh, random skeletons. Uh, Prolocetic. <laughs> Prolocetic was a big thing. Um, Thrun... Uh, pretty much all those trolls with regeneration <laughs> that are good. Uh, oh. So yeah, we we yeah. need like a a, a troll base set. 
Ooh. All the creatures Ooh. are trolls, and everyone regenerates. Go back to combat never combat never ends because everyone just regenerates. <laughs> <laughs> Next question at SJW Magic moving the Pro Tour to help solve formats. Pre-release sealed and constructed standard for a few weeks before a new set. You know, we were actually talking about that, right? I think we yeah. mentioned that at one point that you could essentially have a Brewers Paradise if you like change the the schedule a little bit. <sighs> yeah, the the reason it will never happen is the only reason Wizards is a pro tour is because it's advertising and publicity. So if you waited and did the pro tour for E3 Volt now, or so the format isn't solved as quickly, it's not going to achieve the advertising goals as it would being right around when the set's released. Because people have already kind of moved yeah. on to Amonkhet and Modern Masters. So I think that's why Wizards would never actually do it. But I think it would help with the format getting solved or whatever. Yeah, I think they need to come up with something else. Like maybe do the pro tour as limited only and then a month later do the constructed pro tour that I, would I don't be know. interesting but i i think yeah like as soon as the pro tour happens the metagame is solved and things are stale and before then things are really good so they need to somehow stretch it out while still completing their goal of promoting the set maybe if you they, have yeah i don't know like like a convention or something like i don't know like non-gameplay celebration of the set like focus on the lore the art or whatever like, i have no idea the problem is it's 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 what seth said like it's not going to happen just because of the promotional stuff but ideally if you had a pro tour close to the end of rotation before maybe the summer i don't know if you kind of work that like if they were at least a few months after or something like that like closer to a rotation then you could you don't really have all these price spikes and you keep it pretty you can there's always always that brewing going on yeah i don't know we need someone smarter yeah. to figure this out but i think <laughs> it does it does the pro tour affects many things so changing it does good work a uh, last question who uh our second last question from eshrak who is your favorite unpopular kamigawa commander that's a that's a good question there's so favorite many legends unpopular I mean, I guess you can just go popular if you can actually oh. list your Kamigawa commanders. But uh, I remember this because I just played it. Kodama of the Center Tree. <laughs> Which one's Spirited that? Is Away that the 4-4? Four, four? It's the five mana spirit oh, thing. And yeah. then uh, its power and toughness are equal to the number of spirits you control. Oh, right. And then it has Soul Shift X, which you never use because it's your commander, but it's okay. <laughs> you could in Desperation. Right. But I just love the art on this card. And the spirits yeah. are super sweet in the sets. The other one is the six four, with uh, trample. Uh, that that's the North Tree. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. And if it can't true. be the target of spells or abilities. Right. I think it has to go to Kakusho. Kakusho is really awesome. I've always wanted to build a Maga Trader of Mortals deck, and I I never actually have gotten around to it. But it seems pretty sweet to ramp up a bunch and one shot someone. Yeah. All right, our final question. Hash Brown Monster just started playing Hearthstone and Shadowverse. Ooh. I don't see a way for Moto to be this polished slash, slash streamlined thoughts. Neither do I. Uh, but uh... Uh, go play <laughs> no, Hexer no. Eternal. They yeah. basically look like magic from what I can tell. Basically are magic, but with a Hearthstone UI. Yeah, all joking aside, I, I don't think... You know, we've talked about this a, a, a long time and many times. And, 
you know, we didn't want it to be Hearthstone, but just polish. Like, it can be polished. There's no way it can't. Like, you can polish this game. So I, I think there's definitely a way you can do it. Like, is it going to be like Hearthstone? It, it just can't be because there's so many other things that are going on in Magic. There's just way too many cards. There's way too many abilities and mechanics. So, and it's been around a lot longer than these games. So, but you definitely can polish up the UI. You can definitely polish up the gameplay. Uh, I do think that can happen. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of in the middle. You can definitely polish things up and make it better, but you are correct, I believe, that you can't make ma digital magic be like Hearthstone because magic is just so much more complex with a stack and instance and all this stuff that those games don't have. So I haven't played Eternal yet or Hex, uh, so maybe those games have figured out a way of doing it. I'm not exactly sure how how they handle the stack and instance and all that stuff, but I guess it would bear more exploration, but I, Magic Online can't be Hearthstone, literal Hearthstone. Yeah, just check out Eternal. I, I watched a bit of Eternal, and it looks like Magic, but it looks like Hearthstone cross Magic. <laughs> so, I mean, there's definitely ways. It's, we're, not, we're not inherently screwed here, but you know, we, we need to invest a lot in polish, and polish is one of those things that doesn't have a measurable output, and Wizards tends to shy away from those things, but you know we need the dazzle and, and stuff like that. So that, that's what makes the game polished. So it, it can be done. And I think you kind of see it with duels and hopefully Magic Digital Next. Uh, they definitely look a lot better than Moto. They just don't play as well. So I think there's room for improvement there. So that's all our fish mail. Thanks, for everyone, thanks to everyone for sending them in. Uh, remember, hashtag MDGFishMail. Uh, on Twitter at MTG Goldfish, and uh, we'll get to your questions. Gentlemen, anything last second out the door stuff? All I'm right. Just waiting for my masterpieces. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for some masterpieces, more spoilers, um, and you can join us uh, on the podcast always. Uh, we love talking about this. It's almost like spoiler season all the time <laughs> these days. But uh, super excited about Amonkhet. Can't wait to see more of it. Uh, can't wait to talk about all the stuff that we see um, during the, the week that we are not around. So see you all next week. This is going to be the Goldfish Crew signing out. <laughs>